is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're live today at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Don't forget about their Orem location as well, 86 East University Parkway. Uh, it is that time. Time to talk a little NBA basketball with our friend Howard Beck. Go ahead, Eric. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist. Featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show. Senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated, Howard Beck. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Happy Friday, Howard. How are you? Doing well, guys. How are you? Hey, we're doing great. You know, covering the hottest team in the league is not so bad, as it turns out. <laughs> I imagine that uh, has its perks. I imagine people are, are in a pretty good mood, jazz-wise, these days. Yeah, you could certainly say that again. Uh, Howard, want to start out today's conversation. We ask you a lot about Donovan Mitchell, but asking you about Donovan, he had another big-time performance against Boston on national television. And what kind of statement do you think he's he's making to the NBA world as a whole? Well, you know, obviously at a time when everybody's considering their all-star ballots, it's certainly a well-timed breakout kind of performance, and especially national TV against another, you know, high-ranking contending. I, I believe the Celtics are a contending team. And then also to do it without, you know, Mike Conley available and then to kind of, um, you know, fill whatever, you know, gap there is there. I mean, it, it certainly makes an impression. I'm not one who believes that any given game or a national TV game is like definitive when it comes to all-star selection or MVP. I know there are people who think like, oh, you need a statement game. You need to have. And I think that there's like, there's, there's something to that in that um, there are games that more people are tuned into than others. You know, there's a, there's a lot of games in the season and you know, it's, you're going to, you're going to miss a lot of them um, as a fan or as a reporter, and, and maybe even people across the league. But when you're on a national TV game or on the TNT game, the ESPN games, it, it brings a different level of, of attention. And, you know, can that enhance a guy's reputation? You know, I, I, I think probably. Um, but I don't think too many people, you know, the, the, the people who know already know what Donovan Mitchell's capable of. So I don't, I don't know that he needs to sell anybody on it. And for the Jazz, look, it's as we've discussed before, it's all great, but ultimately all these guys are going to be judged collectively and individually by what they do in the postseason. We know they can have a strong regular season. It's, it's still as it is for a lot of teams. It's not just apply to them, but it's, it is, it is definitely about what you do in the postseason. Howard, all that being said, as we watch this team and we watch it closely, as you would expect, we're seeing, we're seeing advancement with it. We're seeing things that we haven't seen before. For instance, I don't know if you're watching the end of that that Jazz-Boston game, 
But Donovan absolutely took over that game and did so confidently with a purpose, led his team, didn't do everything himself, although he made some big shots. He was spotting his open teammates and getting them the ball. And, I mean, it was a lot of good things going on with him, but also Rudy Gobert playing at a higher level. Uh, and the team as a whole playing at a higher level, playing aggressive brand of basketball, they're, they're, and a strong performances off the bench led by Jordan Clarkson. There's a lot of stuff happening on the reg with this team, and that's what makes us think that, hey, maybe this advancement really is uh, authentic. I don't think there's any question that it's legitimate. Um and I think we, we talked about this a little bit last week, you know, about, you know, I, I want to see what they do when they when they start playing the top teams because um, there's some that they hadn't seen yet. And Boston is, is, is in that that category, so that's a great win. Um, they've got some others coming up here. I think a couple games against the Clippers, uh, the Lakers, the Sixers. I think the, is it the Bucks are next. Tonight, um, yeah. Yeah, so, so that's, like, that stretch of games – is going to tell us a lot. And that's, I'm not saying like if they go 500 against those teams, suddenly it's like, well, there's, there's the hole in the, in the balloon or, or the crack in the foundation. Um, I, I don't think we, we should um, put too much on it, but those are important games. Like that, those are the ones and the Boston game is one of them too. So they've already, you know, we're going to talk about statement games. That was a statement, but Lakers and Clippers, those are the teams that we all know that, you have to go through if you want to win the West. And so those, those do matter more with how they do it. Now, even if they lose those games, I'm not saying like, if you lose, that means you can't beat them in the postseason, or if you win, that it means you can beat them in the post. It's more, how do you play them? And how do they deal with LeBron? How do they deal with Anthony Davis? Um, like that's like, that is going to be really interesting because they've established that they belong in the conversation. They've established that they should not be overlooked as a potential contender in the West. But you still have to show how you're going to deal with the, te- the teams that we already know are elite, that, w- that we already know have the potential to go all the way because the Lakers are the defending champs and the Clippers already, we knew, had the talent to get there. Uh, they just kind of couldn't get out of their own way last, last summer. And, you know, they're another team that looks a lot better this season. Howard, I want to ask you about tonight's opponents for the for the Jazz, the Bucks. Um, they come in at sixteen and nine, a game and a half back of um, the or excuse me, the uh, the Seventy Sixers in the Eastern Conference. Philadelphia, who the Jazz face on Monday, by the way, but uh, they've won seven of the uh, let's see, seven of their last ten games. Howard, their point differential on the season is plus nine and a half. And since the Jazz played them the last time at the beginning of this stretch, they've played much better. Uh, what what has been the difference with this Bucks team? Uh, why have they seemingly clicked in the last couple of weeks? Well, you know they they you know made a pretty significant addition, bringing in Drew Holiday. You know a couple other small tweaks to the rotation along the way. Um, I don't know that it's any one thing. I, I think you know like a lot of teams, it's just we're still you know kind of early in this choppy season, and and you know I think it's just taking them some time to to find a rhythm again. Like, they've been really, really good, um, but they don't seem quite as dominant as they were the last couple of regular seasons. I don't know if, that, if there's anything in particular to attribute that to. I think their defense is maybe a little bit off of where it was. But, um, you know, they're, they're not a they, – there's nothing about the Bucks that they're going to do in the regular season I think that's going to raise any alarms uh, or, or, or change our perception one way or the other. Um, 
you know, we know who they are. Um, they're, they're, the core is still intact. Their style is still, you know, the same as it's been. And, you know, um, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see where they end up, you know, ultimately. But I, I think, you know, the, the Bucks' identity is pretty well established. Howard, one of the few opponents that have really kind of made the Jazz look bad, and it was back before their current uh, success, but uh, a few weeks ago, they played the Nets, and Kyrie just tore them apart. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know what your snapshot evaluation is at this present time with what's happening with the Nets and what their potentiality is. You know, the, the Nets, they're, they've got this swagger of a team that expects to be playing the finals and certainly has a talent to and has the star power to. And yet, as we talk, they're three games over 500. They've not been dominant. They're, you know, they're, they haven't had the, the, their big three together that many games, right? Because Kyrie had missed some time and Durant had, had you know, was, you know, stuck in COVID uh, protocols again. Um, but like the, their their deficiencies are, are are glaring, and it's mostly about their defense and their depth. And there are times when they're playing their stars a ton of minutes, and so I'm not entirely sold on them. Um, I, you know, if, if 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 they're at their best and those three stars are are in sync, and they have been more often than not, they're impossible to stop. That that's great, but they still have to stop the opponent at some point. And they're they're not great at that. Now, can that get better over time just by being able to spend more time on scheme and being able to read each other? And, and you know, defense is so much about, especially in today's NBA, it's so much about being in sync with each other. But I, personnel matters too. They don't have enough size. They don't have enough plus defenders, period. And, you know, two of their stars have been known primarily as minus defenders. So, um I, I I think that the Nets have a lot still to, to prove. Howard Beck of Sports Illustrated with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Howard, sometimes these narratives that come and go in the NBA world on seemingly a daily or weekly basis uh, make me chuckle. And it seems like the, the latest one with LeBron has been, uh, are they playing him too many minutes? And because he's played 40 minutes plus in three consecutive games, I believe two of which, uh, went to overtime, and Anthony Davis has been missing time. So it kind of makes me laugh just because, you know, uh, LeBron is LeBron, and he's seemingly superhuman. And I guess my question to you is, it, it, LeBron's durability, is that undersold when we talk about his greatness? It seems pretty amazing that he has just been an Iron Man that shows no hope of or no, you know, uh, signs of slowing down. Yeah, I, I, there's it, – it's, it's – um there's no exaggerating. There's no overstating. There's no hyperbole when it comes to assessing what he's doing right now, because there's no precedent for it. I mean, at his age, 18 years in, it's, it's incredible. And I don't know if we'll see it again. I don't know how much of it we can just attribute to the advances in medicine and training and uh, you know, nutrition, everything that is, that has developed over the last, you know, 20 years, um, that these uh, today's athletes get to take advantage of. I mean, even look at, at what Kevin Durant is doing, having come back from Achilles, at an injury that has often been kind of a death knell for careers, and what John Wall is doing coming back from the Achilles, for that matter, too. Um, 
I, I think that, that, you know, at some point we have to kind of recalibrate expectations, whether it's about age or injury recovery, just that, that the, the medicine and the training and the knowledge that they have now, um, I think, can benefit guys in a way that we just we don't expect because we're, we're used to, you know, a certain framework. You get into your 30s and they're, they're going to start to tail off. And by their mid-30s and especially their late 30s, that's it, you're done. LeBron is defying all that. Now, part of that is that he just may be a freak of physiology. And a lot of that is also his dedication to the game and how conscientious he is about his body. Um, but, you know, I think some part of that might just be, you know, you know, just good genes, maybe some, some good fortune, possibly. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing what he's doing at this stage. And other guys have been really good, you know, late in their careers, but not, not dominant good, not MVP level good. And, and he's, I think, the legit front runner for MVP. We mentioned earlier, uh, Howard, that the Jazz will be facing the 76ers coming up here pretty quick. And uh, it makes me wonder, how do you think that matchup between Joel Embiid and Rudy Gobert will go? I mean, Embiid's just been on a roll, nearly 30 points a game. Uh, how do you think that's going to go? Embiid's just a handful. I mean, he just wrecks people. I mean, these are re- this, uh, this is a strained analogy. But I think back to Shaq, right, what Shaq could do because he was, he was so incredibly big, so powerful, um, and, and also athletically. He was never given enough credit probably for how he just um, light on his feet he was too and as for his footwork, but he was powerful, and nobody else was quite built like him. And so Dikemi Mutombo, who sometimes is analogized to Rudy Gobert, I don't think that it's, again, not a great analogy. It's not, it's not a direct one. Dikembe was a great big man uh, defensively, a great shot blocker, obviously, great in the paint, and, and, and somebody who, against most other centers, was going to be able to, 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 to hold his own and be effective, at least make somebody more, you know, make them less efficient, challenge them. I think Rudy Gobert can challenge Joel Embiid, but Joel Embiid, his, just his strength and his agility and his, the, the, the ability he has to score from a variety of places – he has the advantage. Like Rudy Gobert is a great defensive center who who makes the Jazz elite at that end because of, of uh, his his ability to to guard both near the basket and out in space. But guarding Joel Embiid's a different challenge entirely. And so yes, when we talk about all the different challenges that are still upcoming for the Jazz, like that's one of them. Like how, how are they going to deal with Joel Embiid and the Sixers in general? Um, that's you know Embiid has the advantage there. There's no question, and Embiid is is great defensively in his own right too. So um, uh, that that game, you know, that particular matchup will, will is is one to watch. Howard Bradley Beal has uh, is having a great year. He's scoring a ton of points, but he's he's seemingly made it adamant that he wants to stay in Washington and not be traded. Does that surprise you? And and why do you think he wouldn't want to look to find his way to a contender? It does surprise me um, only to the extent that I think his frustration has been so evident that you would think the next logical thing would be it's time to try something else. It's honorable on some level that he wants to stay and that he still believes in that franchise. But, you know, they, they've been stuck in, 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 in kind of just, you know, treading water or not even treading water. They've been, you know, dipping below <laughs> and practically drowning for the last couple of years. I mean, it, they're not, it, it, they're not only not making progress, they've been going backwards. And, uh, you know, Bradley Beal's, you know, I think 27 he's in his prime. 
He's he's a great player. He hasn't been able to to show it in the postseason because that team hasn't had the talent around him. So I think he'd be totally justified into saying that it's it's time to move on. And I think that both he and the Jazz could benefit from that because they could probably get a, a really great you know deal back for him. Um, and he'd have a better chance to contend somewhere else. But if he wants to stay, like I mean, that's who. who not, it's not our place to tell him where he should, you know, what's best for his career. Um, so we'll we'll see if that holds. We'll see if that stance of his holds, and we'll see if the Jazz, excuse me, the Wizards can find their way to um, to building better around him. And if the problem is like, you know, they've got so much tied up now in Westbrook salary wise that if, if Westbrook is is you know is as much in decline as he appears to be. You know, unless somebody breaks through, unless Rui Hachimura and Denny Avdia become all-stars in the next couple of years, I just I don't see where the Wizards' path back to respectability is. So it, that's a that's a steep challenge for them, and it's a pretty big leap of faith by Bradley Beal to decide I'm going to stick it out. You know, that's a really interesting discussion, Howard, about how players should feel about their franchise, whether they should try to build where they are, or at, at what point do they say, ah, get me out of here. Jake asked me this question yesterday about Damian Lillard in Portland, you know, and it makes you, I don't know, I don't know whether to admire the guys who say, no, I'm staying where I am and we're going to build from here, or to uh, to think, no, man, you, you can do this. You can move somewhere else if you want. Go if it's going to make you happier. And I don't have an answer for that. And, and I, I, maybe what you just said uh, shed some light on that, but uh, do you have a strong opinion one way or the other? Well, I, I would just say in Lillard's case, that's a team that has been in the conference finals within the last couple of years that has, you know, competed at a high level that has had, you know, some degree of postseason success. Whereas in Bradley Beal, in the Wizards case, you know, it, it's been much bleaker. Um, mm-hmm. But you're right in that, you know, Lillard's another guy who, if it's, if you woke up one day and thought, you know what, I keep hitting the same ceiling, I gotta, I gotta do this somewhere else. Like it would, it would be somewhat justified. It's way more justified, I think, for Beal, given where they've been. But I just think that what we, what we all should kind of uh, come to understand after the last ten years, and by you know ten years, I mean going back to and it's almost eleven years, going back to LeBron and the decision and leaving Cleveland for Miami. Every player, every star. It's, it's, it's different for some of them. The, the best thing for them or the thing that will make them most gratified is to stick it out, stay with one franchise, see through the tough times and try to be part of the solution for other guys. It's, it's, you know what? I've, I've, I've burned a bunch of years of my prime and I can't afford to wait. And I don't have faith in this franchise. And by the way, some of these franchises don't deserve their faith. And that's the problem with this, our old quaint notions of loyalty that have guided sports discussions for some, so long. Loyalty to what and to who? Because some of these owners are really bad. They, they either don't invest or they make terrible decisions or they're too impulsive or they're too meddling. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of bad owners in this league. And then there's a lot of bad front offices often employed by the bad owners. And so if, if a guy decides to move on because he's lost faith in that organization, that's probably justified in most of those cases. Um, not always. But a lot of times, and so that's why I think people shouldn't be so quick to judge when a guy decides to, to change uh, his his scenery, to seek out you know a different team, a different um, different coach, different organization, whatever it may be. Sometimes it's just a matter of hey, I'd like I'd like to live somewhere else. I want to live somewhere warmer, or I want to live somewhere with lower tax brackets. 
Who knows? Um, but that's their call. And so, you know, it, it's we don't always necessarily understand all the all of the the, um, the the psychology and just the the weighing of what's going to make them happy. It's not for us to know all the time, right? We're this is not our lives; it's theirs. <laughs> but we try to make sense of it as best we can. And you know, uh, ultimately, each guy's going to make the decision that that he feels is best for him. And, and if Bradley Beal thinks it's best for him to stay. As I say, I don't necessarily understand it. I think he'd be justified in going somewhere else, but that doesn't mean I'm rooting for that to happen. It's it's uh, it's his call. Howard, your your answer there has sparked a question in my mind, and I, I apologize because I'm going to kind of ask you about a different sport in a weird way. But player empowerment in the NBA has definitely been a, a thing over the past you know 20 years, probably going back further. In fact, I think it would be one of LeBron's lasting legacies that he leaves on the NBA is the the power that He's kind of returned to the to the players and the NFL is going through that a little bit. We're seeing all these quarterbacks, Howard. I don't know if you've kept up with the Russell Wilson thing. Probably not. But uh, Deshaun Watson in Houston, these quarterbacks kind of flexing their muscle, maybe want to get out of their current circumstance. But that hasn't been a thing in the NFL. Do you think that other leagues are watching what's happened in the NBA and maybe some of these players in the NFL are thinking, you know what, I carry that kind of clout too. Maybe I can, can get what I want and leverage my value. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have any insight on the NFL side of it, but I do think that um, LeBron is an icon, not just other NBA athletes, but the athletes across, you know, all the sports. Everybody, you know, looks to him and looks up to him, not just what he's done on the court, but the way he's leveraged his his celebrity or leveraged his um, – his media company, his ability to, up, you know, uplift other athletes, like that's, they follow his lead. And I do think that it's, it's inevitable that, that, you know, athletes in the other sports will seek to dictate more about their own careers. Uh, it's a little different than the NFL in, in that, you know, you know, the NBA, everybody's got a guaranteed contract for the most part, you know, 99% of guys, maybe 98%, whatever it is, fully guaranteed. There are fewer players, um, there's fewer players per roster, and there's also a handful of guys who can just dictate everything because they're, they're just such elite talents. You know, the NFL, you know, you know, quarterbacks obviously have outsized uh, influence because of, of, of their importance, but, um, but it, it, is, it is different. There's the structure of an NFL roster and, and the way the NFL salary cap works compared to the NBA. I just I think that uh, – you know, I, I don't know if it translates entirely. I don't know if they can um, do exactly what NBA players have done in, in terms of the player empowerment and, and dictating terms of their careers. Howard, there's an elevation that comes with certain players, uh, the great, the great players, and we were thinking about this in, in regard to Tom Brady, back to the football reference. But it applies to guys like LeBron too. I mean, it, it's not fair because he's physically the most gifted, but he's also extremely mentally tough. And that combination is what makes champions. Uh, I know you probably minored in psychology in college, right? (laughs) Uh, No, but keep going. But, but Howard, have you ever examined the mental side of these players and what their attitude is? Because LeBron, here LeBron is just barreling straight ahead. It's almost like he, he doesn't sit there and think, you know, I look at what I've already done. It, it seems like he still has this strong hunger to, to achieve more. 
And uh, that's pretty rare, isn't it? I mean, do you think that's common in the NBA? I think that it's common amongst the best players. I think that's part of why they became the best players. Uh, you know, Kobe Bryant, who, as you guys know, I covered for seven years, was never satisfied with, you know, one championship, two championships, three championships, five championships. You know, Michael Jordan obviously had that drive. LeBron has that drive. But I think, you know, there are plenty of guys who haven't won who have that drive. You know, Damian Lillard clearly has that drive. But it, it varies. It's like with anything else. Um, and there are players in this league who I think, you know, like it's, they're just they're happy to be there on some level. They, they love the lifestyle. They love the, 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 the money. Um, they like to play. But not everybody's built the same way in terms of the need to win or the need to perform at the highest possible level. Some guys are just driven to an insane degree. And, and you, you know who those guys are, in part because, again, that generally means it's the best players. And that's, you know, it's, it's not just the players who are, like, you can find other guys who probably had um, the general build of a Kobe Bryant. Or even, I know Joel Embiid, it's hard to say because he's a seven-footer. There aren't that many seven-footers in the world. But still, there have been plenty of seven-footers who came through this league. Eddie Curry, maybe 6'11", but Eddie Curry people thought was going to be the next Shaq because of his combination of, of, of size and, and uh, strength and, and great, you know, just, just uh, uh, you know, agility. Um, but Eddie Curry didn't have the drive and he was out of the league, you know, way prematurely. Um, but he had the talent, he had the talent to be, you know, a perennial star. So it's just, it, it just, it, it varies. And, and somebody like LeBron, you, you just, you, you know, you could always see this in him. That there was, you know, no, no, nothing he achieved was going to be enough. He wanted to be one, of, you know, he, he wants to be the all-time great. Um, and I think on some level he believes he's already gotten there, but he knows that there are plenty of people who don't believe that, and so he's got to keep doing something more. Howard, thank you very much as always. We appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Thanks, fellas. Talk to you next week. Thank you, Howard. That's our friend Howard Beck, uh, senior NBA writer for Sports Illustrated. Of course, uh, catch he has a podcast with another one of our daily assist guests, Chris Mannix, and uh, those guys are just terrific. All right, we're live here at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Of course, their Orem location as well, 86 East University Parkway. Our friend Clayton jumping on with us once again. What's up, buddy? Just hanging out. I loved that last He's so, he's good. Man. Oh, Howard is great. Beck, Howard Beck, right? Yeah, yeah, he's terrific. He's smart, man. He's he's uh, he's one of our favorites every week, and uh, yeah, he got he's got his eye on the Jazz. He knows how good they are. Yeah, he's cool. Yep, no doubt. All right, let's uh, let's save uh, our listeners some money, shall we? Well, I gotta hammer it, and I gotta hammer it because we gotta get out of there. So I'm gonna talk about Orem. Let's do it. Anything you need for your house, any kind of furniture, whether it's you know scratch and dent, any kind of uh, sofa situation. Any kind of love seat, ottoman, um, beds. Again, we have Cal King mattresses starting at 199. King mattresses starting at 229. Go down, see my little brother Christopher's down there. Vidal's down there um, today, and of course Uncle Clayton's down there. Um, we gotta get we gotta get everything out of there. So everything must go. We're closing Orm. So if you need a deal, especially over President's Weekend, give us a shot. Come give us a look, and we'd love to earn your business. That that mattress deal that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You can't find that anywhere. You wanna know why? I, Cause I don't I don't want to move them. <laughs> it's gotta go. Yeah. Uh, they and need since, a home. And since my dad's not here to tell me, you know, we can't do that, Bryce. Come on. 
We're going to do it. And we're going to do it because it's <laughs> me that's going to move by the end of the day. That's right. So 199 mattress, 229 on the king mattress. Uh, I think we have one queen left. Go down and see him. Um, but, again, everything has to go. So I'm not, I'm not going to stop until until they kick me off the radio today that everything has to get out of Orem. Now, I don't want to – I don't want that to necessarily, and this isn't the right word, Jake. You, you guys on the radio are better with words than I am. I'm just a, I'm just a, a furniture delivery guy. <laughs> I didn't necessarily study journalism, so words aren't my, aren't my forte. But not to necessarily taint or, or discolor what we do, but everything has to go from Orem. But we're still doing the top of the line adjustable beds. Yep. We still got top of line adjustable beds in Orem, and of course in our beautiful brand new. And I take obviously all the pride because I was in here slaving away for summer. You did it. And my dad gave me an awesome Lake Powell trip after we hey, finished. You did a great job. Thank you. Appreciate you. Um, we 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 do still sell top of the line adjustable beds, and we also sell top of the line mattresses. So if you're looking for the best mattress, if you're looking for the best adjustable base, we are your supplier we have uh solid kings that we talked about that i'm going to do uh the adjustable bed with all the bells and whistle even has led lights it even has uh you know plug in the app and you can tell siri to raise you up we're doing solid king at 19.99 and i'm giving you a free mattress if you if you buy the adjustable base i'm throwing in a free mattress through tuesday if you mention uh, 1280 zone. That's solid king. Split king, 22.99. Same situation. You buy those two. Ma- you buy those two bases. I'm throwing in a free mattress. Queen, 14.99. Buy the base, free mattress. Full, 11.99 with the base. I'm giving you the mattress. Boom. You're basically giving them everything. That's amazing. Get That's what we do at the warehouse. It's President's Day. Best deals on the planet. 1825 South, 300 West, and then, of course, everything's got to go down in Orem. 86 East, University Parkway. Get to Uncle Clayton and Christopher. Get them to work down there. Let's do it. All right. We'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. It's Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's highest-rated, most-listened-to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally-owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low to blow your mind. It's the warehouse. Don't forget about the Orem location as well, 86 East University Parkway. Uh, They're closing down the Orem store, so everything must go. So now is a really, really great time to take advantage. Go in there and uh, and, uh, grab some furniture, uh, mattresses, adjustable beds. You heard Clayton talking about it. Clayton doesn't want to move it. So he wants you to buy it, 86 East University Parkway, and they are pricing it as such. How about you, Gordon? You want to, you need an armoire, something for the Casa de Monson? You need to dress dress it up a little bit? Well, I'll tell you one thing. If I did, I know where I'd go to get it. How about uh, a coffee table for Lisa for Valentine's Day? You didn't seem to have much planned. Uh, I will eventually uh, need something. Uh, but and I and I'm going to head on down to the warehouse uh, to get it. But uh, right now I'm pretty full up, man. I don't know where I would put it. You don't know where else. you put it at the moment. Mm-mm. No, no, I have no idea. How about you? 
Uh, well, I don't know if we're in need uh, of any furniture at the moment. We will be in the next couple of months, probably. But actually, no, that's not true. Because uh, you know what? I may have talked to them. We need a, we need a, a, a new child dresser and changing table. Because years oh, ago, when we go. had Sadie, we did not come to the warehouse. And uh, the, the breaking news: we bought a piece of crap that has swiftly fallen apart. Well, everybody I know, almost everybody I know associated with the station, our friends, family members, have all gone down there to go shopping because the deals are so good. So that, that just that's real, man. That, that's just the way it is. So And because Tom, of course, is so awesome and always yeah. takes care of us. And our listeners the same way. He takes care of everybody. We yeah. don't come down here because we get special treatment. We don't need special treatment. That's the best thing about it. Everybody gets special treatment. Well, it's true, but it's I, like I do... it's like the it's like the Patrick Mahomes, uh, Aaron Rodgers commercials on the uh, the uh, insurance company they advertise. You know, they all think they're getting a special rate, <laughs> but they're not. They're getting the same rate. At least that's what they say in those ads, and that's certainly the case down there at the the warehouse. No doubt about it. Uh, those the State Farm ads, is that right? Did, uh, have they, you know, Gordon, uh, I haven't watched. We usually watch the kind of, uh, what do they call that, uh, call that closed-circuit feed for games. So, like, we didn't watch the game on TNT yeah. or whatever. Are they uh-huh. still airing the same old tired State Farm commercials over and over again like they did with the, of, well, the Chris Paul ones? Y- yeah, I've seen, I've seen a lot of them. I don't know whether they've slowed lately or not, but uh, there certainly seems to be. No shortage of them. Uh, I'll tell you what that like. I just wish that they would mix in a little variety. Like, do you? I, I don't know if this was last year or two years ago, but do you remember the Chris Paul with the deer one in the house? Like, if I if I saw that one again, it, I I mean, it was on like what three times a timeout. Well, they have one on now with Chris Paul out there talking to what's the what's the dude's name again? So and so from State Farm or whatever. Oh, Jake. <laughs> From State Farm. Jake, is it, is how Jake did from you? State how Farm? did you not remember that? I don't know. Anyway, uh, there's a little girl riding her bike down the street, and Chris Paul is absolutely convinced that it's going <laughs> to something, something bad's going to happen because in all those commercials, something a, fall, a tree falls on a car or something wacky happens, and so he's scared to death. He's running away from her as she's driving, riding this little bike past him, and she's just waving at him and. The guy's essentially saying, no, no, it's, everything's good. Don't worry about it. Let me ask you this. I like, I like, I like clever commercials. I, I don't mind them. I understand what you're saying. Once you've seen them for about the hundredth time, maybe it starts getting a little. One of the Super Bowl ones I really thought was funny was the one with Adam Levine in it with uh, Gwen Stefani and uh, Blake Shelton. And uh, the signal gets mixed up as the, she's t- talking to the phone about the kind of man she wants. And uh, then, then uh, Adam Levine sends Blake Shelton uh, over to uh, to be that that person. Uh, have you seen that one? Uh huh. That's funny. You don't think that's funny? Uh, However, okay. I, I I could tell you about commercials that I thought were really funny and entertaining. I can't remember what they were selling, so that's uh, not good. Well, let me let me ask you this. I did, I didn't anticipate going down this road, but since we're talking about commercials and that sort of thing, uh, do you think like? Do you think that's important to Donovan Mitchell? Like, do you think he wants to be in a State Farm ad? You know, do you, is marketability <laughs> something that you think is a priority to him? A priority? 
Because because uh, we talk about we talk about the Jazz not getting enough love, right? We talk about uh, mm. Shaq and 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 people not watching, and is the national media coming around? And it it, it just seems like the this circular conversation. Well, of course that uh, plays right to marketability, and and previous players for the Jazz like that didn't really matter to John Stockton. No. You know, I think it mattered to Carl, but he wasn't the most marketable player to begin with. So I I don't know if he's a good example of what we're talking about. But I think it was important to Darren Williams. And I think it was something that he considered when he considered his future with the franchise. I, I well, wonder I I if, if that is something of concern to Donovan Mitchell. And does it matter anymore? I mean, can you be marketable regardless of where you're playing? Well, I mean, he's already got his shoe deal, and he's made a bunch of money off of that. I, I don't. I never made that tie. I never thought that because a great athlete was in a commercial that that somehow made him greater. You oh, know, I think I, it matters to these guys, not just the paycheck, maybe, maybe but the. The, the cachet, you know, like well, driving I'm not, a Porsche I'm not even, as opposed to driving a, a, a Toyota. Yeah, but, Jake, I mean, I'm, this is coming from my perspective. I never really looked at it as being a compliment. I looked at it as being a business deal. Uh, but but I'm not saying everyone thinks that way. And uh, maybe you're right. Maybe uh, players think that that somehow adds to their their uh, resume of, uh, of being something important. I, I just have never looked at it that way. And I don't care whether a guy's in a commercial or not. All I care about is how he plays out on the floor, out on the field, out on the diamond. Okay, well, the the, but the, I, I get it, and that's you. But I mm-hmm. think that marketability, for example, was really important to Kawhi Leonard. You know, I, I think he didn't feel like he was marketable in San Antonio, and that's part of the reason that he, he went back to L.A., because he didn't feel respected. Remember all the stories, Gordon. Didn't but feel that, respected in the shoe deal offer that he got. Tried to right. sue to get back his trademark uh, logo, whatever that thing was. And but is that was that is that a matter of uh, respect or is it a matter of money? Both. Both. One hundred percent. Both. Like looking over at uh, you know, oh Kevin Durant has his own shoe. Why don't I have mine? And and Donovan with uh, with Adidas has his own shoe, which is is really impressive at his. Uh, stage in his career and the fact that he's been an adidas guy since aau probably doesn't hurt but you know i i do think that that sort of thing matters to some players i i would even say most players that's interesting because you know like actors in hollywood it used to be the real top-notch actors you wouldn't see them in commercials because that was a signal that their career was waning you know it was like beneath them somehow they didn't need to do that and so they didn't uh they didn't do it. Uh, nowadays, you see more and more of them doing it because the money is so good. I, mean, I don't think they're doing it for I th- other reasons. I think it's about more than the money. I do think really. I mean, yeah, but these. Yeah, yeah, but we're talking about people who don't need that. You know, they don't you need think, the money either. Do you think you tell George, me all the you time. Think, do you think George Clooney needs to appear in a commercial because uh, because he wants more attention? I, uh, you know, I don't but, think but, actors and athletes are the same. In that no, matter. I know. I, but and yeah, I'm but saying, yes, I, I do but think But that's that. what I was saying, Jake. I was saying that, that, that actors used to not do that because they weren't going to stoop to do that. Uh, but nowadays, they seem to be doing it more. But I think it's more about the money. Uh, and so now, athletes, it's funny that they would think, okay, I'm really great uh, on, on the court. And so now I want to expand into being marketable. And 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 I'm comparing that to the way it was in Hollywood before, where where people who are well established in their acting careers didn't do that sort of thing, because they didn't want to 
they didn't want to stoop to that, if that's the right way to say it. Well, not taking Hollywood out of it for a second, I think this is where Michael Jordan has changed or did change the NBA. I think he made that important. I think that athletes want to be on the Sprite commercial. I think athletes that want to be on the McDonald's commercial, the State Farm commercial, what what have you. I think that is a, is a status symbol, if if not anything else. And yeah, it does improve their bottom line, and it does make their next endorsement deal all the more lucrative. I mean, it's it's all intertwined. But yeah, I, I think there is a, a the attention factor is 100% real. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah, maybe so. I I just. Uh... Different strokes for different folks. If that's the way a player feels about it, then good for him. Let him pursue that. And he can get frustrated if he doesn't get that opportunity. Others, uh, some at least, don't care. And I don't think I would care. If I was really accomplished at what I was doing, I, you know, does Tom Brady really need to sell Ugg boots? I see, but but back to the point of the conversation, I do think Donovan cares. But I wonder if market doesn't matter as much as it used to. And he can get the marketing opportunities that he wants, like his own shoe, yeah. playing wherever, as long as the, the wins and the play, you know, back it up. I don't know. If I, do, I, do, I do agree with that. I think that is true, and it's a function of not what market you play in, but uh, how you play. But then again, Kawhi Leonard disagreed with that, so – you know, I don't know if that's yeah. a, well. That's Kawhi's a not either. exactly a charismatic figure, you know. Is that his problem, or was his problem he played for the boring old Spurs? Well, I don't think that was his problem. No, I, I wouldn't view it that way. If I were him, I would have been looking in the mirror, saying, "What can I do to make myself more marketable?" But Tim Duncan was one of the greatest players of all time, and he wasn't a marketable. That's because he didn't want to. He didn't do it. How do you Same know with that? Stockton. Stockton could. Are you kidding me? If John Stockton had wanted to. He could have been remarkable in that regard, and he could have made a ton of money. But he didn't care. He didn't. He didn't. I mean, he didn't care. He didn't do it. But he could have. Carl cared. Why couldn't he? Well, I think you already said that he wasn't necessarily the most marketable type. His play backed it up, certainly. Yeah. And the only yeah. thing he could get was the catapults and but, Rogaine. But, I, but here's what I'm saying. I'm saying you can be great. You can be great on the on the court, on the floor, on the on the field, whatever, and not necessarily uh, be asked to do those kinds of things because of a personality thing or an attitude thing, whatever it is. But if you want to do it, I think, and you're a great player, or you're the best player at your sport, or one of the three best players at your sport, then the the problem is yours, not what team you play for. All right, we'll have more uh, Big Show coming up. We've got PK at the top of the 5 o'clock hour, not Sports Port coming up next, live at the Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. It's the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. And now your not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Valentine's Day is Sunday. 
And you know the flowers make the perfect gift. That's where Jimmy's Flowers comes in. Place your order today, jimmysflowers.com. Or, of course, they have locations in Ogden, Layton, and Bountiful. Also, uh, uh, again, that's jimmysflowers.com. They are going to be on, closed on Sunday on Valentine's Day itself. For, so for you last-minute flower buyers out there, now is the time, jimmysflowers.com. Also want to mention our friends at Davis Vision. They've got a great deal going on right now, $1,000 off normal pricing now through the end of February. Check them out, davisvisionmd.com. It's time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online, lhmusecars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? Well, today it's not so much where we're going, it's what's happening, all right? So I got two items here that I wanted to run past you. Do I have you, Jake? You got me, buddy. Okay, you were breaking up there for a second. Or maybe I was breaking up. I don't know. But anyway, breaking up is hard to do. Uh, There's a couple, a musical couple. In fact, the mom is in a band, a psych rock band called Psychic Ills. I think that's what it's called. Anyway, they recorded the sounds of their child in the womb and then they use synthesizers to turn that sound in to be used in on a 10-track album now how would you feel about that jake if you were (laughs) if you were the baby in the womb and you are being recorded for an album uh, if I, I, I don't think I would care if I were the baby in the womb. Uh, I don't think the baby in the womb has an opinion. However, I, I don't understand. Are they are they trying to sell this? Do they think there's a market think so. for this type of thing? I, 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 <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was so weird. They have this they have this contraption hooked up to the mom's belly, and it's recording the sounds. That's really and weird. Turning turning that into music and i've got something that's equally weird here and this is uh, so don't fellas this is a little bit of advice i heard you talking about jimmy's flowers and what a nice gift that makes for valentine's day and earlier we were talking about what we should do because valentine's day is on sunday guys so you know do something i don't know what you're going to do but do something and this woman over in london who is a famous uh, television personality. Her name is Jody, and I guess she's an attractive woman who gets a lot of attention from the guys on Valentine's Day who are trying to impress her. And this is what she said happened to her uh, a couple years ago. Quote, I received a ring from a guy that was made from his own teeth. He had found his old baby teeth and decided to make a ring out of them. I was absolutely shocked. I was totally creeped out. It felt like something out of the horror film Hostel. I thought they were some type of black magic. Fellas, why would you give a a woman some kind of ring made out of your baby teeth? You know? Well, I guess if you've been in a relationship or maybe you're married or or maybe something like that but not some random this is just some <laughs> some random gal that fields a lot of valentine's day uh, date invitations so well, maybe going I, up I to got somebody the... you barely know and being like here this is my tooth <laughs> 
I got the impression that they they did not know each other all that well. They it may, it may not have been a complete stranger, but uh, it was it was a bad move because it freaked her out. And she said she's had some other bad luck with other uh, gifts from guys on Valentine's Day. She said that uh, one time a friend uh, who was interested in her romantically threw her a cheese-themed party. <laughs> that spoke to my heart, but I wasn't sure about how anybody else would think that that was a good idea. You know, why not just flowers or chocolate, something more, a little more traditional, you know, something that a woman might really be able to enjoy. Now, if, if it had been someone throwing it for me, a cheese-themed party, now, all right. Is that that's going to work. Gordon? <laughs> Sounds a little cheesy, doesn't it? If, if Lisa so, needs are, to, are you uh, that? Are you that kind of guy, Jake? Are, are do you give a gift to your wife to quote unquote put her in the mood? No, because if you're doing that, then you'd be looking for some sort of aphrodisiac, right, or some sort of lingerie, or some sort of, you know, something along those lines. But it, I've always thought that if a guy gives lingerie to a woman. He's really given that gift to himself. I'm uncomfortable, Chester. Where do you want to go with this? <laughs> well, maybe that would be better than giving a woman a ring made out of your baby teeth. I nope, I just thought that nope, was nope for a for a random new person in your life. Neither are appropriate. <laughs> nope. Okay. Don't go. Don't go. One's better than the other. Nope. They're both bad. Don't do it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, choose wisely. Indeed. All right, we're here at the warehouse. Uh, price is so low to blow your mind, 1825 South, 300 West. Uh, they are absolutely our favorites. They've got deals going on right now. I'm sitting on a beautiful sectional. Uh, they, of course, have their signature adjustable beds. Uh, Clayton is breaking out big deals on those. And uh, the Orem store, everything must go. They're clearing out the Orem store, and that's to your advantage. So if you're in Utah County, 86 East University Parkway, their Orem location, Patrick Kinahan of DJ and PK fame joins the show next 97.5 and 1280 of the zone.